Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And of course, with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Spandex makes me horny. Drag is the new <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're surprised. It's just as surprised as I am because it's a new drag is the new spandex. Yay. Yay. And I think the last one we had was probably <laughs> with our current guest, Ginger Mitch. Welcome back, Ginger Mitch. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> delighted to be here. Also, and you brought a guest. Who is I this? did. This is my beautiful and talented and very well hung boyfriend, Christopher John Russell. <laughs> Hi guys! <laughs> Thanks for that. You can't see it. Like, he is turning as intro. beet red as his Universal team member shirt. You know, Christopher, yeah. you do look adorable. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm not one to try to steal men out from other friends. Oh, he's never under me. Always above. However, <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking for someone to come, you know, in and out every once in a while. We need someone just to clean the house while yeah. I'm gone. Not because how much y'all paying? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I said not because you're life. black, but because you're cheap. I'm not cheap. She work for you cheap. work for a bottle of wine. I already heard this story on the way in. It doesn't even have to be a good bottle of wine. It's <laughs> all well, good, but we ain't got none. I bought a bottle of wine for this episode. It was thirteen dollars. I felt so fancy. Ooh. Did you? You know what? And you know you what? You already know. It wasn't even a liter. Do you know how long it's been since I bought wine for over $13? You don't have to buy a leader. leader. You have to be the leader that you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ginger, how you been, girl? I've been good, baby. I've been real good. I've been all over the place. Tired. Mm-hmm. Real tired. I but... mean, you don't look it, kind of. You. you. don't look it at all. Well, that's good. I'm mm-hmm. getting that good loving these days. <laughs> Keeping me up at night in so many ways. So, what are you doing back home? 
uh, resting up, actually, mm-hmm. trying to get everything together before the All Stars train takes out of the sta- takes off out of the station. That's a Harry Potter reference. But no, I got it. Is it? I did, did you? Well, it's not the only thing you got, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ravenclaws with Slytherin tendencies never kiss and tell. Speaking of Raven, Raven Simone is a guest judge on on All Stars. Oh, they just announced that, my. so I can say it. God. I know. I was like, Olivia? <laughs> Olivia, it's so good to see you, girl. Did she did she do her rap from like nineteen ninety-two? Well, she ain't did shit, but she sat back there looking fierce and fabulous behind mm-hmm. that panel. Okay. Now uh, shit, you can't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now did you look at her and instantly think Turn to stone. Okay. No. no. <laughs> I'm just like so Raven Simone. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be an Uncle Tom? Is it interesting? Is it interesting? What Uncle Tom? Oh, she's not an Uncle Tom. That's just me being hateful. <laughs> well, as you do. She talks nonsense. Look, you've what? built a career on it. It's okay. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Drink your juice, Shelby. You got a sip left. <laughs> you see me rationing this, bitch. I know. Come on, put a little water in it. You'll be all right. Okay, so. When we last left off, mm-hmm. All Stars was a whisper on the wind. It sure was. You couldn't tell anybody. Sat here the whole time going, no, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not on that. That All Stars. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of people who don't think I should be on All Stars. I think you should. You're a hometown queen. Well, I think I should, too. You are world-renowned. And guess what? I was on it. Mm-hmm. I am on it. And, you know, I'm not going to ask you things that'll make Logo get really mad at you and cancel that last check. <laughs> that's cute that you think we get paid. That's, that's a real cute. In my mind, you do. It's just, it's just a whirlwind of caviar and like fancy French cigarettes. Sure. Maybe a Cuisinart. Do they give you Ooh. Cuisinarts? Girl, they don't even give you Cuisinarts. <laughs> they don't. Okay. So walk us through you getting the call for All Stars. Well, it actually happened right after season seven's finale, after it aired. Um, when they announced Violet as the winner, my manager and my assistant both came up to me and they said, we guarantee you're going to be on All Stars. This had to have happened for a reason. So just like keep your head up, keep all of your chins up, and we guarantee you're going to be on All Stars. Three days later, I was in... Australia. No, I was in London. Oh, London I was yeah. in London. And I got a phone call. Pause that for a second. Mm-hmm. Bitch, let's talk about it. Because I sat it. here and tried to get this info out of you. And we talked about your London trip. It was delightful. It was <laughs> delightful. It was to London. I'll continue. I'm sorry. Well, now that I'm sipping, now I got my mouth full. All right. So anyway, what happened was um, three days after they called me while I was in London. And they said, congratulations, Ginger. You're on All Stars. And I said, oh, my God. No, thanks. And they said, <laughs> what, what? What? I said, no offense. Like, I'm, I'm not bitter about anything. I am so happy with where I placed and how far I've come. And I was like, girl, I'm in London right now. And I'm getting ready to go to Australia. And I'm getting ready to, like, just finish traveling the world and doing my thing. I don't want to take any time away from that right now. I've worked too hard for it. I don't want to, like, throw that away just to mm-hmm. go back at another chance at doing this. Uh, as, as much as I love doing season seven, I just wasn't ready to go back. And then they said, well, don't make any 
rash decisions. Like, just think about it, give it a couple days, sleep on it, and then call us back. Um, so I waited until I got back from London, and I gave them a call, and I did. I thought about it. I said, you're not, don't be an idiot. You're not going to get this chance again. Who knows if All-Stars 3 is going to happen? Like, nobody knows that. N- yeah. Nobody knew that All-Stars 2 was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to go ahead and do it, and I talked with them, and it turned out to be such a different experience in season seven that I, I'm glad that I did it. Now, do you feel that it was different because you were so seasoned as to how, like, not just the behind the scenes stuff works, but like how people edit you, like you, you knew the nature of the beast and you mm-hmm. were able to tame it? Well, I don't know that I even had time to think about any of that mm-hmm. because I was in Australia and I finished my Australian tour, came home to Orlando had three days to get together 15 pages worth of things that they needed and and make my way to L.A. So there was no stop. There was no time to really analyze any of it. Um, so I walked back into the workroom the first day and did not feel like I had ever left. Mm-hmm. It was surreal. And, of course, you, you walk in and you're like, bitch, I'm home. It's so good to be back. I'm so glad to be here. And that other part of you in the back of your head is going, you stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you need it. You're supposed to be in Canada right now. You could have a Canada dry ginger ale, a little bit of vodka, and you could just be living the life. But it it was, I mean, everything, every misgiving that I had about going back so soon mm-hmm. immediately went away. It, it literally felt like coming home. And it felt like more of a family reunion. Okay. Because, you know, season seven, you're sitting there and you're waiting for all of these people to file in. And you don't know most of them. I, I happen to know Kennedy. And I happen to know Sasha Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know who any of the others were. Had never really heard of them. Never followed them. So it was uh, this experience of trying to get to know these people. Whereas All-Stars... You've worked with these people. Yeah. You know all of them. You've watched them on television. You've traveled with them for a year. You know exactly who they are and what they do. So they come in and you're just excited. You're like, oh, bitch, oh, I'm so glad to see you, Alaska. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. Katya, you're my best friend. Well, at least you are now. Let's wait and see how this plays out. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was so good to be a part of um, such an elite group, really. See, and you know, like, you're such a standout like performer not just like a queen but just a well-rounded performer you call me fat well i'm glad you got it anyway girl you know they say atkins isn't the answer anymore girl Mm -hmm. it just brings up the cholesterol it do um but no you my mom just had two stents put in her heart from the cholesterol girl after the show we'll talk about it. no let me tell you i so i went to lunch no i just saying about my mama um i went to lunch with don and marla from parliament house today and we were just like catching up and talking about things and don was telling me you know his cholesterol has been was high for a very long time and he said i came into work every day and i ordered egg beaters because i had been told they were better for you with the cholesterol da da da, da. He said, and then finally, six years later, somebody in the kitchen pointed out to me that we've never bought egg beaters. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that liquid egg was the same thing as egg beaters. <laughs> and he's laughing about it, and I just look at him I'm like, Wait, it's not? <laughs> they come in a carton, right? He's a little, you open it up like the milk? No, I guess it's not the same. No, not at all. No. Not One's at all. just literally like liquid 
cholesterol. Yeah. It's, and it's, the it's, other is egg beaters. It's called peewee. It's pasteurized whole egg. It's what McDonald's uses for their um, non like McMuffin. The non McMuffin, like the uh, like bacon egg and cheese, like the folded egg. Oh, that's so good. That's that's peewee. That's pasteurized whole egg. It comes out of, in a carton, and it's just liquid egg. I worked at McDonald's when I was fifteen. So that's why when he started talking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm having McDonald's flashbacks now. <laughs> See, oh. I've never been so poor as I have. I've had to work at a McDonald's. And would they make what fifteen dollars an hour now? Something well, you like know that. what? They moved down up <laughs> to the east. But, but now all their jobs are replaced by robots. That's okay. I, I, you know what? Talk Nobody like really that. needed somebody solely dedicated to pouring me my pib extra. I don't <laughs> drink pib extra. I've made too much money in my life. I'm a Dr Pepper sort of girl. Oh, are you? Dr. Pecker. Dr. Pecker. Well, first of all, he was a nurse practitioner. But, <laughs> but he's still, we call him Dr. Jellyfinger. <laughs> okay. That's so, something you can't get at the CVS walk-in clinic, bitch. <laughs> see, see, this is what happens. Every time you come to the show, we get derailed and we don't talk about the shit we need to talk about. It's, well, we got plenty of time. You can talk all night okay. if you want to. So, so my question is, uh-huh. they, don't, they don't tell you what all stars is going to be like they, no. you know, they want the surprise you get there and i'm only going to talk about the things they talked about on the trailer mm-hmm. because logo there's no reason to come for me i don't have <laughs> nothing you want <laughs> so not even my you, loyalty yeah oh, so they tell you that you now have to lip sync for your legacy they didn't tell us that well at no first. at first yes but you yeah. get there you go through the episode i assume rue and like you know, full man, day look, runway in her street clothes. It's like, oh, by the by, <laughs> lipstick for your legacy. Tell us what that's about. Well, I thought it was about a Honda legacy. <laughs> I thought I was going to get me a nice work car, you know, something like that. No, um, it's, I can't really say much about it, um, mostly because I still don't completely understand it myself. Like, it was such... Um, it took us all by surprise. Mm-hmm. It really did. Because we had all played the game. We had all done fairly well on our respective seasons. And we get there and all of a sudden it's not the same game. It's a totally different game. And you have to switch gears mentally. It. I think Katya and I probably had it the worst. Because we had just come out of season seven. Mm-hmm. At least there was that separation of church and state. Between all the other girls from all the other seasons. Uh But we were fresh off the boat. Like, we were... I don't... I think in some cases, it worked to our advantage. And then in other cases, it was just so fresh for us. Mm -hmm. Did you you find out in the workroom, or did you find out on the stage? Well, you'll just have to wait and see, won't you? Uh, Okay, so... What... I think you can answer this. I think you can answer this question for us. Uh Uh-huh. So when you find out mm-hmm. that you you instantly have to vote the other queens off, does it become Lord of the Flies on stage? Or does it become <laughs> Lord of the Flies in the, well, what do we call it now? It's not the Interior Illusions Lounge. I call it's, it the Interior Delusions Lounge. <laughs> um, actually, no, I can't even answer that question okay. for you. Because... To me, well, even if I could, I probably could answer it for you, but I don't want to because that's such an interesting point of that first episode that I really think. I mean, I don't know how it's going to play. I haven't seen the edit, 
But in real life, that whole realization and that entire, like, oh, everybody starts looking around and starting plotting their game plan. It's it's so interesting to watch. Like, y'all aren't ready for this. <laughs> I have been telling people this is the best season of Drag Race that has ever been. I stand behind it, beside it, in front of it, whatever. It is so, 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 so good. See, you know, in my mind, it is literally this season, you guys vote each other's off. And then, like, tw- like two days later... <laughs> Girl, why'd you vote for me? You know why? Why'd you vote for me, bitch? Because you smoked all my palm off and I had nothing left. Look at these. I got two cigarettes left, bitch. So you were there. <laughs> it's like you were there. You've met Katya. Good. No, it's just, it's certainly opens up, you know, on, on both ends. It opens up on both ends. Mm, exciting. No, it opens up that, uh, I don't know that it can go either way, really. Mm. Like every queen, so has every queen that becomes moment. a bisexual. Got it? Exactly. Well, everybody. I think everybody. I'm speaking for me mostly. You have that instant realization in your head, like, okay, I need to be nice to all of these people because they can decide my fate, and I also need to see these other bitches' true colors because I can decide their fate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really, it's such a double-edged sword. And I think um, a lot of us were kind of hurt by it right at the beginning because it's, it's not what you expect. It's not what you want to be responsible for personally. Mm-hmm. But once you get into the game, you're like, okay, all right, bitch, fine. I've, I got the power. Well, you know, like in, in the past seasons, because I'm, I'm a devout follower of Untucked, I mm-hmm. think Untucked gives you Untucked sort of like, ruined my life. <laughs> it gives you like the grit and the marrow of like an episode because you only really see the bones of something. God, don't give you nothing but the Splenda. <laughs> <laughs> it is all fake. Uh, well, I know that. But... I mean, no, it's not fake. It's not fake. No, well, see, I don't think that the majority of the regular show is fake, but for some reason, our. Our season of Untucked just, I may have been wasted, but I don't remember any of it happening exactly the way that it showed, mm-hmm. you know? Well, the, the thing that I always found really interesting about <laughs> Oh, Untucked, there's Logo. They're here. They're here to get me. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't take my baby. Don't take my baby. Government came and took my baby. So, like... In, in seasons of Untucked, you see the other contestants, you know, talk about, you know, like, I like this. I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's a little animosity during that. But overall, like, you see where people are coming from like as a viewer. Mm-hmm. But now having that as, like, an integral part of the show, yeah. like, I can, I can see how that would make sort of tensions rise. People mind their P's and Q's. Um You'd think, wouldn't you? You no. Mm-hmm. There's drama, Mama. I we got more fireworks than the Fourth of July. Y'all ain't ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, from this previous season, I won't ask you about All Stars, mm-hmm. but from this past season, because you and I haven't spoken since, like before before season eight yes. aired. Okay. Yeah. Tell us. Your, you know, your clip notes, your highs, your lows, who you, you pegged for the winner from the get-go, 
who you've gotten to work with since. To be completely honest with you, as much as I am a fan of Bob mm-hmm. and I wanted Bob to win, I didn't think Bob was going to. I thought it was going to be Kim Chi only because when you look at, you know, well, I thought I was kind of a shoe in for the win last year. And I know I'm biased, but I had to sit back afterwards and go, all right, figure out for yourself why she won and you didn't. And I realized that when you look at the overall picture mm-hmm. of of the winner circle, they didn't have a girl like her. And not that they had a big girl like me, but they also had they had theater girls with Jinx, they had comedy girls with Bianca. Yeah. Um, so I thought that Violet was a good fit because there was nobody like her. There wasn't really a dominatrix SM bondage burlesque kind of um, fashionista. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And looking at it overall this year, I was like, well, we've got Bob. Who, as much as I, I mean, she's my my total type of drag, you know, mm. that ballsy, brassy kind of comedian. Um, I looked at Kim Chi and went, "There's never been an Asian girl, especially one who does the type of of makeup and costumes and hair that she does." So I kind of that's where my mind was going. Yeah. And when they announced Bob, I I was thrilled. I was really really happy for Bob in the moment. And then I was super bitter because I was like, well, God, I'm the only comedy girl that didn't get to win that made it to the top three. But um, I loved season eight. I just thought it was over too quick. It was. It felt like it just, it was all a dream. Yeah. Um, And of course, I mean, they had to do that. They had to make room in the budget and on the schedule for mm All-Stars. You know, because nobody wants a repeat of All-Stars one where you've got 8,000 girls in two episodes (laughs) to get through them all. Um so, I, I mean, they really were very smart about how they planned it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, even me, like, I was so excited to go back into it as a fan, as a viewer, instead of a contestant. And I just sat back and watched it going, oh, God, it's over. Oh, my God, we're already to the top three. Oh, no, 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 no. Can I tell you who I wanted to win? Who? Chi-Chi Devane. Chi. <sighs> She's the only one of them I did not know going into the competition. And I, I fell in love with her. Chi-Chi came to Parliament House a couple of months ago. Uh And I was with some people who may have partaken in some things. And then I instantly had to cluck, cluck, mother hen them. Uh Just to make sure, you know, one didn't drown in the the lake. (laughs) The other one didn't get swept off into a room by, like, the shadow monsters from Ghost. And um, (laughs) The musical or the movie? (sighs) They're very different. The musical. Oh, you poor bastard. So... I saw Chi-Chi perform and somebody who shall remain nameless because that number was, oh, she was rough. But what happened was I wanted to see Chi-Chi because, like, like had had it been Kim Chi, Chi-Chi, and, and Bob, like, I... Kim Chi-Chi. Kim Chi-Chi. It's yeah. like Mon Chi-Chi. Yes. Um, I would have been over the moon. Mm-hmm. I was happy with the top three. Like, I'm not complaining. Yeah. But, like, Chi-Chi had developed so much. And to see her, you know, have a look and then being forced, not necessarily to say she wasn't polished in some respects, mm-hmm. but to really just kind of, like, shine that bitch out, like, buff that bitch out. Yeah. And come to, like, four over the top. But Pat got a, like, a, like a kind of, like, a bumper, personally, for me. And, like, Chi-Chi says hello, and instantly, every time I listen to it, I get tears in my eyes, because I'm like, (laughs) I was so close. And these bitches were on Molly, cut that out. And I had to take care of them. Oh, you can leave it in. We don't care. 
But oh. but I I think she's a doll. I I real I'll tell you who I've gotten close to out of the season eight cast. Layla. Really? Layla McQueen. You know what? Actually, I shouldn't say really as in a surprise. Like, that makes sense. I think your aesthetics, while very different, your personalities lend yeah. well to each other. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. And it never really got to come across no. in either of the episodes that she appeared in on season eight. Um, but I actually met her. We were doing the Battle of the Seasons tour, and we were in Boston, where she's from. She came back to the hotel room, her and her boyfriend, with... Um, Fifi and Alaska and a couple of us, we had all just rented some movies and we were sitting down and just watching them because it was no sense in going to bed. We had to be up in four hours to get back on the bus and drive. So we said, let's just rent some movies, order some pizza and call it a day. She and I sat and talked for hours and hours and hours and realized that we do have you know a lot of the same um, values. Mm-hmm. As people and as drag queens. And I just adore her. Now, are those values cute boyfriends with big dicks? Well, I didn't get to see the boyfriend's endowment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she was smiling and limping when she walked. So I'm assuming <laughs> it was it was lovely. Chris, feel free to feel free to talk. Let's... No, I'm good. I'd... You are good. Yeah. You're great, actually. Yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I when I think about My when I think of home, I think of a place. <laughs> Where there's love overflowing. You know, if Diana can play <laughs> a 49 year old school teacher, Dorothy, who screams at everything. Tano! He's sending me home! I'm here to train! You got a D! I got the D! Oh, oh God, She was okay. just tightly wound. She needs somebody to knock her back out. She would have been good. Made her click her heels together much sooner. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are we talking about? What's going on in the world? I was, I was going to ask Ladies you. and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you. So, you know, you've been traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, you now have a brief respite. Yeah, I was homeschooled. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I got a, I got a couple of days off. That's what you mean. Okay, yeah. Um, so like, what are you doing to like kind of like de-stress and you know mentally prepare? Well, for... I had a MRSA outbreak. Oh, girl, I, again? Yeah. Now I have a. That's question. just code. I'm going to film season nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I had a MRSA. I hadn't had one in. The better part of a year. Yeah. And I went to um, Pomona, California this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hosting with Raven. We did a, an amateur drag show and a strip show at 349 Club. One of my favorite places to work. I've really? been there a couple times. The people there are just amazing. Pomona's beautiful, but still like small town. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, see, like, that's it's lovely. It's just gorgeous. And it, I just, I love being there. The people are really great. Even if the promoter who I adore and love, Wes... Tries to kill me in his car all the time because he's the worst driver in the world and insists on picking me up from the, the airport and driving me the hour and a half, two hours to Pomona. Ma'am, this is a public service announcement. <laughs> Mary, hire a driver. Let me take an Uber. Fly me into Pomona. I don't care. Your ass ain't driving me no more. Um, but anyway, so I got there and what felt like 
you know, like an ingrown hair or like, um, I don't know, just a, a little pimple on my titty mm-hmm. turn into all of a sudden this this giant like MRSA outbreak. outbreak. Yeah, <laughs> it was disgusting. P.S. But it was right on my tip. So in order to cover it up, I had to wear like a bunch of dance costumes mm. that like cut over the boob. Yes. I don't dance. I don't dance at all. And I had to wear dance costumes. So, you know, I hit the top of that staircase and those people were like, oh, this bitch about to turn it. She about to buck. And then all of a sudden you do, hello, it's me. It doesn't have quite the same effect. (laughs) You know, as someone who deals with outbreaks of strep at the drop of a hat, like literally a whisper on the wind of strep, and I get it. At first, I thought it might be an STI, but they told me, oh, no, you just have shitty tonsils. And um, Well, that's from eating yeah. too much ass. Well, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like me being my age now, loving to eat at buffets. It's 1989, and it's a Shoney's. Like, I'm just ready to go to <laughs> I love Shoney's. Don't you? Well, they used to what, have what that cartoon tree, mm-hmm. and you could reach in and get your crayon pack yes. right out of the middle. I remember. Ugh. What is Shoney's? Holy Okay, shit. moving on. 25. Ugh! Born in 1991. Ugh! I know. You're welcome. I know. <laughs> you know, I am. Um, I do know. Yes. Having a chronic illness, mm-hmm. as you know, you know, MERS is more serious than scrap, both which are bitches to deal with. But yeah. you just sit there, it's like, so I'm just going to go through this again. Like, how do you, how do you reach deep inside you and find the strength to say, I don't want to fucking do this tonight. I want to <laughs> lie in my bed. I want to listen to old, like, a-tracks tapes it just <laughs> well luckily like the joy for me comes from being on stage and when i'm on stage i forget the fact that i am sick and that you know i've got this fucking tumor it's not, not a the tumor. tumor this tumor growing out of my titty and that it aches and it hurts and it's this and it's that and i've got a migraine because of it or i want to throw up because of it or any of that i forget it for the hour and a half two hours three hours that i'm out there performing. It's not until I get back home to the hotel and pass out that I wake up going, oh, bitch, you overdid it. Like, you you should have taken those pills and gone to bed and called out. But no, like, why? I don't know. Why would I want to do that? Why do I want to sit all by myself and dwell on the fact that I'm not feeling well? Mm-hmm. No, I can totally see that. Yeah. And that's what, well, you know, once I'm no longer contagious, that's what I do, too. Yeah. Well, girl, enough alcohol will kill you anything. You know... When I used to chain smoke, I believe I still do. I miss smoking to this day. My life isn't the same. You can watch me do it when I leave if you want. Oh, thank you. I'll just stand next to you. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember the good old days. Well, I quit for like three months. I quit for a very long time. Uh, And then I was out on the Battle of the Seasons tour, which, P.S., is stressful enough as it is. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's a great experience. But you're literally traveling around North America in a bus like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, but instead of three cross-dressers, you got 15 of us on that bus. And it's just, it's insane. And the schedule that we keep is insane. You drive into a place, you immediately go into rehearsal, you immediately get into drag, you immediately after that do the show, you do the meet and greet, then you get out of drag, you get back on the bus, and you go to the next place. And you do this for three months straight. 
And it just, it took its toll. And there's so many smokers on the bus yeah. that you're sitting there smelling. And every time you stop at the restaurant, you're like, girl, maybe just one puff. No, no, I'll be good. I'll be good. And then all the pulse stuff happened. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was my tipping point. I was like, somebody give me a cigarette. Because if it's not a cigarette, I'm about to smoke crack. I don't know. I've never done it. Crack is crack. Crack is cheap. But I was about ready to do it. I didn't know what else I could turn to. And luckily, smoking was like the one thing. I was like, mm. it's not a good thing to do, but it's probably. I mean, girl, some of us turn to alcohol. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, and I never gave up the alcohol. The blood of Christ. I never gave that up. Can't I'm a good it. Christian woman. You know, this is going to sound terrible. Probably. So, at the age of 13, mm -hmm. I got baptized. And it's because Baptist. Well, yeah, I'm aware. But I was thinking ahead because I thought no matter what happens in life, I can always drink that communion wine. That's then I true. found out that bitch is grape juice because Baptists don't like to drink. Oh, we like to drink, just not in public where people can see us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between Baptists and Catholics. That's the difference between Baptists, Catholics, and Methodists. Mm-hmm. Catholics talk all about it, throw a party about it. Methodists look at them with a side eye, but still say, girl, pass me a bit. And, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the Southern Baptists sit there and go, well, I'm not one to talk about somebody. I'd rather talk on my lips, uh, walk on my lips and talk about them. But, mm -hmm. girl, she's drinking so much. Would you pass me one of those, please? I'm, I'm just going to run to the restroom real quick. Exactly. Give me my Bartles and James, please. <laughs> <laughs> so. What is what is next for you? Where are we where are we going? Uh there's so much coming up mm -hmm. that I'm really excited about. I've got uh well of course my album. Yeah, and I'm still waiting. Finally, I'll play I'll play you some of it before okay. I leave. Okay. Not here, but no, I will play yeah. you for play it for you. Um it's so good. And I, I'm not saying that because it's me. I'm saying it because the the team that agreed to work with me for whatever reason turned it out. It's amazing. It's a real music. It's like you're probably not going to hear it thump a thumping in the club on a, no. a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. At least most of it, but you can sing along to it. You well, can you know, if you play let, a bingo, if <laughs> you let a producer steal it, you can have the disco hit one night only. Well, we are going to do some some nice dance remixes some of it. Remixes, we are. Remix. Boom. <laughs> We are going to do some of those, obviously, and release them. But it was important to me to kind of uh, tell a story. So the uh, most of the songs were based on journal entries that I made over like a 15, 20 year period of my life. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to know, I see you with a uh, face mask on, hair and curlers, princess phone to the right. <laughs> Dear's diary. Dear, dear diary, I want to tell a secret. Um. Well, I've got Carney Wilson on it. Yeah, I'm I'm still I didn't want to just automatically So you work with Carney Wilson. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And she's amazing. Like she's actually become a good friend of mine. Like I babysit her kids when I'm in LA. She always bakes me like the most amazing bunt cakes and shit. Cause th that's what she does now. She's still doing voiceover work and yeah. acting stints here and there, and she's working on the talk a mm. lot. But her passion is baking and she does it all the time she's actually I, last i talked to her she's in negotiations for her own cooking show 
See, I I watched the shit. She's so funny. Out of that, she is so funny. She's hilarious. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met, and so talented. Mm-hmm. She's just got this incredible music sensibility. Uh, so it was great working with her, and of course Margaret Cho, who is ridiculous. I, I love Margaret Cho. I love her too. I do. Uh... I absolutely adore her, and the song that I did with her is really fun. It is it's crazy. I can't wait to do the music video for it because there's one part where we're supposed to like have this high speed chase with the police in a car. So I I don't know exactly how it's gonna work, but it's gonna be fun. I'm not gonna lie. One of my <laughs> closest friends ever. She's we call we call each other twins. Uh huh. She's Jamaican Chinese. Oh, so yeah. There's Her a chicken huge must be Jamaican real needs. good. Yeah, she, there's a, a a section of teriyaki like Jamaica jerk that they're just they're, they're just a bunch of Chinese people immigrated decades ago. Oh, and why not? Like, yeah, and so now like sometimes you'll see like someone they're like, oh, you're Chinese, and I'm like, one day I was just like, girl, are 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 you eating jerk chicken and and roti? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how do you know about these things? He's like, uh. I'm Jamaican. I'm like, oh, you're Jamaican Chinese? And so we, we Jamaican me question everything I thought I knew. <laughs> so sometimes I will send her pictures of me eating dim sum and she'll tell me to rot in hell. And then dim sum good food. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll send me pictures of her eating doubles and I say, I hope you rot in a ditch. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. Twins. He's a chef. He's a, a trained chef. With his culinary degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you like to talk about that? Hi. I mean, oh, he ain't got to talk about it, but it's good. It's good. Okay. It's good. Now, I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Can you probably make... have several answers. For <laughs> yes. Can you make a souffle? Because I'm a bitch who doesn't wake up early enough for breakfast souffles. But if you happened to be able to make them, I would bring you all the ingredients and bring all the champagne for the mimosas we would drink. We like bellinis, actually. Ooh, you know what? I do love peaches. Me so, too. yes. I mean, I've made one or two souffles in my life. Mm-hmm. It's about you it. You wouldn't have graduated without it. Yep. Oh, oh my. Oh. See, you just, you're adorable. I love you. <laughs> he is shaking so bad right now. I want you to know. That's your nervous. leg. No, that's this leg. And my hand is perfectly still. <laughs> He's uh, clutching me, though. <laughs> I was a Boy Scout for a day. I and was a Brownie. Girl Scout for a week. Mm-hmm. Once and I found, found out, out we camp <laughs> and there are no cookies, like I was like, wait a minute, you mean I don't get to sell no cookies? They're like, no, here's your popcorn tin. Go sell that. <laughs> Bitch, nobody wants popcorn. Bitch, girl, bye. <laughs> I got better things to do. Shit, girl, please. So, you're excited about your All Stars trip? Yeah, mm-hmm. All Stars, of course, is coming up, and yes. it starts on August 25th. End um, of the month, I can't wait anymore. Which well, is we on Thursday it. now. Not it's on, on Thursdays, yeah. Thursdays. So I have a question. Uh-huh. I, and, this... and it's on VH1. Yeah, the entire season's being simulcast yeah. on VH1. Logo and VH1 Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is this. Does this mean that Drag Race is now going to be a Thursday night thing? Or is it just All-Stars for the summer? Baby, or what's the left of it? I can tell you. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even know that it was going to be on Thursdays for All-Stars until the trailer came out. Mm. So, well, until all of that was released. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great opportunity to try out a new time slot. 
And I think it makes it safe in trying that new that time slot because they're simulcasting on VH1. True. So we're going to double that viewership there. I'm excited about it. Yeah. The only thing that I'm worried about is because, you know, let's be real. I fell off Scandal a while ago. But <laughs> if it's the same time as murder, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to DVR it. I'm going to Sophie's Choice this bitch. Girl, we live in the world where you can DVR it. That's fancy white people magic. <laughs> that, that's $6 a month is what it is. <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> if I could do it, you could do it. Well, I mean, you're an international drag queen superstar. Yes, I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars for other people. (laughs) Not for me. I'm still broke, poor white trash. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, so uh, past the all-star stuff, mm-hmm. what are you most excited about for you, Ginger? My album. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we, yes, your album. Which well, I there's a, a lot of stuff. I okay. Sneak, so we, yes, okay. the album is coming out. Yes. All-Stars is starting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing Rocky Horror again this See? year. Awesome. I get to play Magenta this time. Ooh. I'm doing it with Latrice and Fifi. <gasps> it's going to be, and like, it's the whole concept that I've heard is Orange is the New Black. So it's going to be like this whole great new thing. Like, I'm just excited to be part of it. It was one mm. of the best experiences. Um, I'm doing a music festival in California with the Violet Femmes. What? Yeah. That's insane. I know, especially since I used to steal my sister's Walkman and listen to her Violet Femmes cassette tapes. Oh, if you, you don't can't know what date yourself, is. how in the hell are you going to date somebody else? <laughs> um, That's fine, Chris. You don't so know I'm doing that, that. I've got... I got Got a couple show off Broadway shows coming up mm-hmm. uh, at the Beachman in New York, and then of course uh, after I did the Trailblazers, where I sang "I Am What I Am" for Harvey Firestein, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of interest in uh, regional theaters, Broadway, and national tours. So I can't really say what have I, I I've auditioned for, but it, there's been a lot of things very recently See, that we're really excited that's about. That's the stuff people want to know. That's what your fans want to know. We want to know. <laughs> yes, all these awesome things like are coming out. You're doing so many like really cool things that mm-hmm. you may have never dreamed that you'd be able to accomplish. Exactly. So like even in the midst like what the height of season 7's popularity, mm-hmm. I never thought that a quarter of the things that are coming my way now were going to happen. And it literally it took I think it honestly took doing the Trailblazers to kind of open that whole Broadway theatrical side of myself to the rest of the world. Because watching season seven, while you may have thought that I was a wonderful actor or funny or this, that, or the other thing, I never really got to sing. 
I will tell you right now, without giving too much away, I do get to sing on All Stars. Like, actually sing, sing. Um, Your new album, Pop Pop. Not <laughs> to be confused with Boom Boom. Boom Boom. <laughs> boom Boom is like slang for taking a shit, isn't it? Yes. I gotta take a Boom Boom. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's just so much that's happening right now that it's it's really kind of hard to keep up with. But it's cool trying to. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And then, like, the biggest news is this one over here asked me to marry him. Oh, girl, you can do that now. <laughs> I know. Well, we're trying to get it done before you know who tries to take it away. Mm. Eric Trumpler. Uh, just... He should not be named. <laughs> yes. Trumplemort. You know, let's. I, I I want your opinion. Not that I don't already know it. But have you ever seen somebody who you may not have gotten along with, but you're just like, girl, I think your house might be smoking a little. Girl, your house is on fire. Mm-hmm. You might want, and, and they continue just like, no, no, things are good. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see the cats running out. <laughs> so. And you pulling out the marshmallows or yeah. So you you've traveled the country. I've traveled the world. You've tra- here's why I'm asking. But here's why I'm telling you because I know what you're going to ask and it's not just within this country. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the entire <laughs> world knows exactly what the fuck is going on and they think that we can't handle our shit here because of the drama and the fuckery and the shenanigans that we are getting ourselves into. Mhm. You know, the first time I saw a Donald Trump for President Bumpo sticker, I laughed because I'm like, that's hilarious. Uh-huh. You're fired. Oh, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, um, like, three months ago, I saw, like, my second one. I'm like, oh, shit, this ain't a joke. They were just like, hey, it's just, should y'all be paying attention? Should y'all should be paying attention? Oh, no. Well, it'll, be, good? It'll, it'll be weird in 2020 when him and Kanye West are going against each other if he wins. Oh. So... Uh. So what is it like traveling through America and seeing Trump supporters mm-hmm. who I assume are at your shows, but just out and about when you're traveling? Um, or if they're at your shows, they're log cabin Republicans who we don't really count because we know they hate themselves. Well, I'm going to start this by saying that I truly believe that we live in the greatest country mm-hmm. and the fact that we get to choose who we vote for is a beautiful right. Yes. I don't care who anybody votes for so long as they make an educated decision. Mm-hmm. And if you look into it and you read about it and you decide that, that, that you agree with that and you know exactly what it is and you still support it, I'll support your decision to make that decision even if I don't agree with it. Yes. However... And I saw how you had your bets with educated decision. Mm-hmm. Continue, I'm sorry. Because I'm, I've always been a very political person, mm-hmm. you know, and I certainly did my all of my research, not only on Trump, not only on Hillary, not only on Bernie Sanders, but, you know, Gary Johnson and and Jill, oh, Jill Stein. I Jill Stein, yeah. Yeah, Jill Stein. My mind is shot right now. But um, I read up on everybody who was even remotely interested, and... I finally found that while I agreed with a lot of what Bernie Sanders had to say, I still overall preferred the platform that Hillary was taking. So I've been a supporter of hers 
since the get-go. Yeah. And I also think she did just fine running the country the first time. Because <laughs> you know? we all know she wore the pants. and <laughs> Beautifully tailored <laughs> and very well-pressed, but she wore them. Um, it kind of scares me, the shit that comes out of that man's mouth and the people that cling to it. They cling to it like one-ply, cheap-ass, give you splinters on your booty hole toilet paper. It is ridiculous. And the saddest part is that on Facebook and Twitter and all that, I've had to, of course, block and delete several people. Mm-hmm. 99% of them are my own family members who don't think that women or gay men should have equal rights who don't think that we should be allowed to make the decisions in this country or that we should be able to uh, allow to make decisions for ourselves. We shouldn't be able to live our lives freely mm-hmm. and have the same rights as they do. And I find that not only offensive, but very, very, very frightening. You know, because make America great again means make America great for 1908. But America is great. It is. America is the best country. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have so many things that all of these immigrants want. That's why they come here. And to say that that's not what this country was founded on, that's not what this country is supposed to be, it's supposed to be this, 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 and this. No. America was founded so that everybody from every walk of life could come here and live freely and live their truth and their honest God-given rights, you know? And it, it just it bothers me, it scares me, and it infuriates me on a daily basis that there are people, especially gay people and women, who are willing to throw their votes to this monster who wants to strip them of everything they've ever worked for. I just... I just... So... So... <laughs> so you just... Okay... You know, I have a plan. I call it Plan N, where I abscond to the Netherlands, never to look back if things get terrible. I mean, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to fight the fight. Yeah. But, you know. I love my country. I love mm-hmm. being here. Once the jackboots start walking around, I can only be a part of one revolution, and that's Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. <laughs> we are a part of the urination. Um. Here's this about that. I don't want to leave. I want to be here. I love this country. I love where I am. I love Orlando, Florida. I mm-hmm. like being here. I've built my entire life, career, and everything right here on this soil. But I have no qualms about picking up and moving if I have to. Because if you don't acknowledge the past, you are doomed to repeat it again. And everything, people like to tell me I'm overreacting and whatever. I'm entitled to my opinion until it gets stripped away from me. This is the second coming of Hitler. If you go back and you look at exactly what happened in the textbooks and all that, if you know your history, this is exactly how he came into power. And it's the same path that Trump is taking. And I. Everyone was dancing in Berlin. And then once, you know, I was like, Wait a minute! Somebody, somebody blew up the rack stock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that artist is gonna oh well. Mm-hmm. Nice pajamas. Where'd you get them? Yeah, it's scary shit. Yeah. And people think that we have come so far, and yeah, we have within our culture. 
But within the mindset of several people, we haven't really made it as far as we think we have. You know, someone um, quoted Ray Bradbury. Someone asked him a question. I'm probably going to butcher it. And they um, they were asking about uh, Fahrenheit 451. They're mm-hmm. like, why, you know, why would you ever write about such a, like, a horrible, fascist, like, dystopian society? And he says, and I'm paraphrasing, so you don't have to live it. But uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> we're in the end times. 1984. <laughs> oh, now you're throwing shit at me. It's my political belief. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm, but, I mean, I'm a libertarian through and through. I've got my <laughs> Berman Supreme boot that I wear as a hat. And sometimes I push it down and wear it as a beret. I'm proud of you. A raspberry beret. <laughs> but again, going back to what I said at the beginning, if that's the choice that you decide to make, I'm still going to support your right to make it because I support our country I oh support. no i'm sorry don't think that i'm actually a libertarian that's ridiculous <laughs> no 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 i ain't talking about you oh, okay i'm talking like sorry, libertarian. i don't i don't love my family members any less because of of what they're doing but i can't sit there and and watch it and read it and look at it every single day knowing that you think that i am inferior to you mm. when the truth of the matter is i'm the one of us that got out of lake county and made something of their life I can't tongue pop. Tongue pop for me. You and me, kiddo. (laughs) That's the friend. Ebony and ivory. I get to be ivory. Sure, why not? (laughs) Never. (laughs) Ginger, thank you so much. Oh, wait. Wait. Before before we end the episode, Pat, do you have any questions you would like to ask? Well, we got to talk about fun shit because we can't leave it on that. We're getting there. We're getting there. Don't worry about it. So, Parliament House just had their 41st anniversary, (laughs) Uh and a certain somebody who might have been in this room right now got to perform up on the stage for the 41st anniversary. I did. How was that? How was it coming home and having been out in the world and touring and playing all these other cities? And I know you had said that, you know, with everything that had happened with um, the Pulse Massacre... You were out on the road, so I know it was bittersweet to come home, but how? what was the feeling like getting up there and being able to perform for the 41st anniversary well, of the I Parliament mean, how House? Do you, how do you describe the feeling of home? Like, I mean, it's literally like coming when home. I think of home. I think of a place. No, but it, I mean, it's exactly like that. You, It's warm, it's inviting, it's familiar, it's fun it's exciting and i hadn't performed at parliament house since the white party during season seven over a year ago Mm. um to be included to not only to be included but to be asked to be part of such you know an historic event for parliament house in their history was uh it was kind of mind-blowing and it was very flattering and i was telling chris this and my assistant janine I've worked at the Parliament House for 11, 12 years at this point. Since I started doing drag, I've been working at Parliament House. Mm. That was the first night my name made it up onto that marquee. Oh, no, really? (laughs) And I sat out front with Janine crying in front of it because it was like getting that acknowledgement from 
a father who you know loves you, <laughs> but doesn't show you any affection or attention for your entire childhood, and then one day just hugs you and says he's proud. Like, I mean, it's exactly like that. I finally felt like, yeah, I've I've traveled the world. I've done international tours here, there, and everywhere. But my name is on the marquee at the Parliament House. And when I was growing up, when I started doing drag, that's what everybody that I worked with aspired to. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be a headliner and you knew that Parliament House was the be all end all. And I felt like for the first time in my career, Mitch, who cares if you were on TV? You're on the marquee at the Parliament House with Lance Bass. <laughs> I was going to say, and then after that, you got to do the meet and greet, the little soiree if you will cocktail hour (laughs) which was very interesting it was fun we don't normally do meet and greets photo ops like that so it was was definitely interesting but um you guys look like you were having a grand old time i mean we said went through the the line of people for pictures Mm -hmm. but then after that you guys got to kind of sit down for for a little bit it wasn't it wasn't a long time but you guys got to sit with a crowd huddled around you mm-hmm. and talk to them. And how was how was that getting like that kind of interaction? with Well, the fa- I think with the Lance's fans? husband, Michael, is in love with me now. <laughs> and I think Lance is in love with Chris. So we might have some weird kind of Jerry Springer relationship going on at some point soon. Are you guys going to be on Celebrity <laughs> Wife Swap? We should. Yes. We should. Um, but it, I had met Lance a couple times throughout the years just because we ran outside of each other's circles, like literally on the perimeter of each other's circles. Um, And then when I went and did the Trailblazer Awards, he was there as well. And we got to sit down and we got to talk and really kind of get to know each other. So it just worked out beautifully that not even a month later, we were at the Parliament House together and and just kind of had that connection already. Mm -hmm. Um, And God bless him. He really is a very shy person. He's a very reserved person, and I'm glad that I could be there to kind of field the questions for him because I, I could tell he was getting a little overwhelmed at the moment. But luckily, Michael and I had we been drinking, we been drinking, so we took the questions, we fielded them, we gave whatever he felt comfortable answering, we let him answer, and then we just ran over him all the rest of the time. It was fun. I love being home. I love. Even the people from our town that I haven't had the opportunity to really meet and connect with, mm-hmm. I feel like um, it's good to have that that chance to open up that door to kind of get to know them more. And I met this super fan who came in. She had my Glamour Toad t-shirt on with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle skirt that she had made. And she came up to hit me and she was just sobbing. And she's like, I love you so much. I was like, yeah, you have my two favorite things, me and the Ninja Turtles. I want to be a Ninja Turtle. Like, that's my entire <laughs> life goal. So um, we connected and she's actually making me, like, I've always wanted a Ninja Turtle dress. And she's making me one. Like, I just, I love that. I love meeting people. I like helping them be creative. That's just, fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that is the perfect segue and to a question that has been asked to you for multiple times, and it'll be our closer. Mm-hmm. So say you know a bitch who's a lazy fuck. I know plenty. <laughs> it has yet to dip her toe into a pump for tips on a stage. Even what? though even though she got a friend who is in no way, shape, or form in this field, but has done it five times already. Shut up, 
getting there. Fuck. <laughs> girls, girls, you're both here. <laughs> so, what would you say? What would you say to be a sort of catalyst? Not like advice, just a catalyst to say, get out there, do it, see what happens, see what sticks. For drag. What you, so well, me, the funny me, answer that I would give you is don't do it as a trap. <laughs> but the serious answer is that uh, the majority of the gay movement is based on drag. You know, we were the ones that threw the pump and started the riots. Mm-hmm. We were the ones that broke down the, the door. Not just the doors, the whole fucking side of the house. We knocked down every wall we could so that we could get to the point where we are now within the community. And... You know, there's safety in numbers. The more, the merrier. Get everybody, every boy you can, every little Latin boy in drag, turn them into a fierce queen so we can fight this fight together because we need as many members of our army now as we can get. Thank you for that. I promise. It'll be this year, mm-hmm. and it won't be Halloween. I swear mm-hmm. to Christ. <laughs> I swear to Christ. <laughs> I'll really, do it. really, I just needed you to be like, bitch, shut up, put a wig on and a dress, and shut get the up, fuck up. Shut up, put a wig there. on and a dress, and get the fuck up there. Turnabout is coming around. Turnabout came and went. Well, no, there's plenty of turnabouts. <laughs> <laughs> turnabouts. Every now and then I see a little. I want, I want you to do something for me on this podcast. Okay. Since I'm here all the time, you can do a little dirty work for me. Okay. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I have to pee. I don't want you to hold it or anything like that. I want you to ask him some questions about our relationship and all that. Because I want to listen to this and be surprised. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'm going. Ginger's going to the soundproof (laughs) booth, (laughs) (laughs) aka our bathroom. I feel like we're on the newlywed game. Oh, we 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 did not do that well on couples for cash. (laughs) You did. I just don't pay attention to what you say. We won $35 on Couples for Cash. <laughs> we would have won more if I wasn't an idiot. <laughs> okay. But that's okay. So, Christopher. Yes. When was the moment you just said, yes, this is it? The moment Ginger came to my apartment, walked up the wrong stairs smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and I had to go retrieve her before she knocked on some stranger's door and said, hi. <laughs> But it's weird because everyone assumes that um, when we met, I knew exactly who Ginger was. I honestly had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't watch season seven. I wasn't a huge Drag Race fan. Like, And, like, it was weird because everyone's asked, oh, so you knew who she was? You knew who she was? Oh, you're only dating her because you know who she is? I'm just, no, like, I didn't know who she was. I didn't watch season seven until maybe four months into our relationship, we actually sat down and watched it as a couple. and like, was like, oh, okay, baby, like, I need to show you something. Exactly. Well, it may not be pretty. Well, Ginger, besides doing the viewing parties and everything, never actually sat down and fully watched the season mm-hmm. until we finally sat down and said, okay, this is what it is. And then we watched it. And, you know, I was like, this is amazing. This is awesome. You're so talented and everything. And then it got to the last three episodes and I was like, you're a bitch. I hate you. Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was at that moment where she was walking up the wrong stairs with a cigarette in her mouth, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is real. This is Aww. what it is." And then you know we went on our dates and and we went to Disney and we did the Orlando Eye and and it came out by mistake that I said I love you. It didn't wasn't supposed to happen, but it was one of those like picturesque picturesque moments 
where it was raining and we were at Disney and I said it and and she was just like, what would you what? Oh, nothing. Never mind. No, I heard what you said. I want to hear it again. Say it again. Exactly. I said it again and and said it back. And I was like, okay. This is at that moment. Not only did I know that this was the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, it was the moment that I finally believed in love and was like, this is this is this is it. I've heard of a tan. Oh, Chris, girl, I forgot you were there. Uh, <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I was just like, <laughs> random white man in the house. I'm sorry. I'm good. Reverse welcome, racism. W- welcome back. How was the bathroom? It was good. They have ginger yeah. soap. Ooh, just for you. Gingerbread soap. Oh, cool. Close. I was baking muffins in there anyway. It's all right. <laughs> it was, his answer was lovely. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what well, question? We had, I have, I have one more question. And Ginger, just close your ears. Pretend, it's, <laughs> pretend you're still in the soundproof booth. <laughs> I don't listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Ginger told us that you guys are now engaged. Yes. Engaged. Engaged. We're so excited. Um, Oral gets to be a flower girl. That's all <laughs> we know. I've got, I've, I have had experience as being a flower girl. And it, it was overseas, but I feel like I could do it here too. <laughs> That's the time we can get you in drag. Yes. Just don't, don't let. Although we have agreed, there's no drag. Yeah, it's at a drag-free wedding. wedding. I was gonna say, just don't let Jocelyn Fox do your uh, your makeup. <laughs> You'll come out looking like the girl gremlin. <laughs> And 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 I would love to be the ring bear, the ring bear, the ring bear, bear. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so okay. So we want the dog to be the ring bear. Yes. I'll, I'll bring havoc. Havoc will totally be your <laughs> ring bear. <laughs> I will put little bear ears on him too. Yes. <laughs> you don't think I'll do it? I totally do will. Do it. Um, okay. So you told us about the picturesque moment mm-hmm. at Disney when you first said "I love you." How did you propose? Well. I feel like we've gone into an episode of like Love Line. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 man. I'm Dr. Drew. Yeah, <laughs> So there's two stories we tell people. Better than Dr. Drew. I want just like I just like the, the, real the story two stories first. of how how I we w- met. Okay. There's the mom story and then there's the real story. Um, um, give me the real story first, and so I we can look at the lies and think, oh, that's so. Cute. The real story was I had like 700 ideas in my head and how I was going to do it. Originally, it was going to happen at Universal in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. It was going to happen there. Um, and then we decided not to. And then it was going to happen at Broadway Brunch. Because I kept telling him, motherfucker, don't embarrass me. <laughs> Whatever you do in your life, do not embarrass me. And then we we're going to do it. I was going to do it at Hamburger Mary's during brunch, you know, when our families were there and the whole big, like, thing. Um, and then it went back to not having him be embarrassed. Um, and Hamburger Mary is no longer existing. Well, that's no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of what's its face, banana. Sorry. Oh, no, it's like no. It's like did it get knocked down? Did the train derail? Um, so then I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and then we went to Disneyland for the first time. And I'm a huge theme park fan and everything. So, quick side note about Disneyland: it was on his bucket list to go. I love theme parks as much as the next person, uh-huh. but he's like super theme park nerdy geek boy. <laughs> We go in and he's like, where's the castle? Where's the castle? And I just kind of tapped him on the shoulders and it was right there. You could see like the smile just drop from his face. And I said, yeah, it looks like it belongs at the bottom of a fish tank. But at least the motherfucker's rhinestone for the anniversary. Yeah. It is so tiny. It is. It's a t- like it's hidden behind all these trees. 
Unlike Magic Kingdom, where you walk in, you see it and everything. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Disneyland get, like, is right in front of it's it. It's very like magical nostalgia, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's tiny and everything is right on top of each other. Hong Kong Disney's like that too. I'm just like, oh, girl, mm-hmm. let me take this with you to go. <laughs> right? But no, I was going to do it at Disneyland and, and I had the ring in my pocket and everything was going to be good and grand. And then I remembered, oh, he doesn't want to do it in front of people. Okay, cool. So I won't do it in front of every people. So we literally went back to the hotel room. He was laying in bed. And I got these buttons at Disney, the celebrating buttons that said, will you marry me? Put my hoodie on, walked out, and it said, will you marry me? I had the ring in my hand and everything. So, and, and there's a reason behind it. You know, we got to know each other in our bedroom. Not I bet not you outside. did. In the biblical sense, too. <laughs> but let me tell you this part. We didn't have sex for the first month yeah. that we were together. And after my last relationship had ended, I had become a whore. And so did he, according to his <laughs> stories and everybody else's, all of Craigslist. Hold on. Um, I'm doing some calculations <laughs> in my mind. But we... This well, wasn't during the MRSA outbreak, was it? It sure wasn't. <laughs> but we didn't... We purposely, as much as we wanted to, did not have any kind of sexual yeah. contact for about a month. Yeah. Because... I felt like there was something real there, and so did he, and we wanted to explore it. And we both mm-hmm. knew that if we hooked up like we had planned on originally, mm-hmm. that's all it was supposed to be was a hookup, yep. that it would have just ended at that, and we would have moved on. See, this is why I'm a firm believer in hookups, because I am doing my fair share, and I one day will find my Prince Charming like you <laughs> found you. You can ask Lance Bass. He's got that new Prince Charming show on Logo. Oh, yeah. Um, so no, he proposed yeah, to me learned, in bed. We learned a lot each other, a lot about each other, and had our like very serious conversations in bed. And it's where we like really once got a to week. know each other, where we just basically just broke down with each other. Almost. Yeah, like, like you were saying, once a week we just laid it out. Well, we have this, this is what thing is. in our relationship where once a week we'll get a bottle of wine and we'll lay in bed. And we will drink that wine and we will just talk about anything and everything. It's our safe space where if we feel like there's something we want to talk about that's going to piss the other person off, we know the rule is if you feel like you're getting pissed off, drink a little bit more and we'll talk it out. And it's really kind of – it's been the best relationship of my life because there really isn't that friction there. We have just this open agreement, this open line of communication, um, and it's been awesome. I never wanted to get married again after I got out of my last relationship. I wasn't looking for a relationship when I met this one. But when he kissed me, all of those stupid stories that people always say about, oh, I felt fireworks. Oh, I heard bells. I was like, you're so fucking, you're full of shit. You're stupid. No, you never did. He kissed me and I saw the fireworks. I heard the bells. It was, I knew, I knew from that moment. You Tracy Turnblad. I totally did. Yeah, he's my Link Larkin, and I love it. It's awesome. You do have a Link-esque <laughs> sort of, yeah. Now, what's the fake story? That I did what's it, what's that the I, mom well, story? The, the, the fake story is I did it at Disneyland in front of the castle. and you know. Oh, that. I think that's Chrissy bringing my uh, credit card. Hi. That, oh, you're that, fine. I just outed you on the program. <laughs> that, like... <laughs> That like over the top, like picturesque in front of the castle. Thank you, baby. Disney photographers everywhere. You know all all of that, like the perfect Disney proposal and stuff like that. That's the that's the fake story. And then when people say, "Oh, can I see the pictures?" You're like, "Oh, they're still getting developed." Exactly. exactly. They want they to charge us to go. The files corrupt. And we said, "Oh, no, no, 
That's cool. They're still they're still at the one hour photo. Exactly. I just haven't had a chance to pick them up yet. <laughs> and while I love watching like viral videos of proposals and all that kind of stuff, I love watching them. I would be so mortified if it happened to me in public like that. You're so distracted. I see you looking at the bodies of the men. I saw no. I saw <laughs> on the television. I, t- I saw someone take an arrow to the gut. No, I I was also imagining this. Like I can see that. Like as loud as and mm-hmm. bombastic as I can be, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't you fucking know? That's what I. That's what I tell people. I'm like, Ginger is very outgoing. Ginger is a public figure. She loves being the center of attention. Joshua does not. Joshua likes to just kind of sit in the corner and observe. And I. If I was in high horse drag, yeah, propose to me all day long in front of as many people as you can gather. But when it's just me, I feel too vulnerable. I feel like I don't know. I just it's it's weird to me. And then we waited what a month before we actually was like, hey, yeah, this is till we announced it. Well, and you know, we did get we got a lot of love. Believe me, a lot of love. But of course, we got the criticisms of you haven't been together that long. Um, you both just got out of relationships. This is it's a rebound. It's this. Da, 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 da. But the only thing that I can tell people is that when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And after everything happened at Pulse, and you know, there was that story of the two boys that were engaged and they were planning their wedding, and instead now they were planning their funeral. The you know the family was planning the funeral and. We both just said to each other, we don't want that to happen to us. You never know what the hell is going to happen. So if you know that's how we feel, if you know that's what we want to do, why wait? I completely understand Why take that chance? Just fucking do it. So we did. And then Michelle Visage met him and said, you're going to fucking marry this one. Marry him now. Don't be an idiot. Well, I I went to (laughs) Vegas the next day. Uh, and he went with me. I was shooting a commercial in Vegas. <gasps> and she was like, you're going to be in Vegas? Just fucking do it. We almost did, but we didn't. Thank God you said that. Because let me tell you. What? Sometimes when you're out and about and you're on your tablet watching Drag Race on the local <laughs> app. It is a bad app. No, I tell them that. <laughs> they know. They're working okay. on fixing it. So... A lot of the commercials will play over and over and over again. (laughs) But every time I see your Vegas commercial, I am simultaneously proud and tickled pink. Because it's that last scene where they're just like, relax, relax. And you just kind of give this like deep kind of... Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I lose it each and every time. So thank you. What was it like being in Vegas... Shooting this, like, come to Vegas, sort of. Um, It wasn't as fun as it looks in the commercial. Oh. I mean, it was an amazing experience, but we were up at 3 a.m. We got in really late the night before, and we got up at 3 a.m. to get ready because we had to be on the the helipad, the helicopter mm-hmm. thing. Um, at We had to leave for that at, what, 6? Yeah. And had to be there ready to go by 7. So the first time they turned on... The helicopter, uh, Nikki Monet, who's our roommate, and she she works at Mary's and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. She went with me to help me with my hair and makeup. They turned on that helicopter. My hair flew probably a mile away. Like there were people running after it. Um, it was just, it was a very big learning experience mm-hmm. in as far as like how commercials are shot and how quickly they go and how you really have to be right on top of things. We got there for the um, 
the massage scene. Yeah. I was so excited for it because they were like, are you excited for your massage? Let's go do your massage. Motherfucker. They had me sit in the weirdest position for an hour while they kept shooting this over and over. And this real massage therapist refused to massage me. They just had her literally like just barely dragging her fingers over me. I was like, I got a crick in my neck. I've got... 20 pounds of hair on my head. I've got these 10-pound earrings, and they have me turning this way. I don't even got a neck, and it's hurting. Can you just rub it a little bit? And she was like, <laughs> no. I said, you're getting paid more for this commercial than I am. I guarantee you. Just fucking rub my neck, girl. And so that thank you was a very real, like, oh, I get to put my head down. Thank you. This is so wonderful. Um, and then we got to the steakhouse at the Palms. Mm-hmm. Amazing. The food is so good. But in order to make that $350 steak that they set in front of me continue to look appetizing, they kept like basting it in oil to make it shine and look beautiful. So by the time I was actually able to eat it, I took a bite and I was like, I'm going to have the worst diarrhea. It's nothing but like oil. It's just oil all over this poor steak. It was good. Though. I mean, I ate it. <laughs> I didn't care what was going to happen later. I would have known I was in the hotel room. Well, yeah. That was your choice. Yeah. Well, that was like, that was a whirlwind week. Yeah. We had gone here, there, and everywhere. We New York, Chicago. Did my show in New York, my Christmas, my Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa show in New York. Yeah. Did Chicago. And then went to Vegas, then back, back to Chicago. Yeah. And then home. And then well, you went, went home, home, and then I continued the Christmas yeah. tour. Yep. It was crazy. Life is always crazy, but we love it that way. Yeah. My God. Well, thank you, Christopher. You're welcome. And Ginger. But thank mm-hmm. you so much. Because I'm not trying to steal your man. He's just cute. And he, he has is a sort cute. of a dude bro voice to him. That's he just sure so- does. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, we look forward to, girl, I'm going to tell you right now. They're waiting for the sex tape. If you don't. Oh, Chi Chi LaRue. <laughs> Asked us to do a sex video for to do a movie for her. Girl, I saw your eyes start from the bottom up. What? <laughs> I was like, I would pay to see his, but girl, nobody's gonna pay to see mine. No, ma'am. <laughs> you look like a chocolate dip strawberry right now. <laughs> I mean, it's not every day that a man calls you out and you blush. If I had my fan with me, which is in the car. I would totally pop it and then, like, coquettishly hide my features. (laughs) Ginger, where can our (laughs) wonderful fans find you? OBT, mostly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Find me on Twitter. It's at TheGingerMinge. You can find me on Instagram. It's at TheGingerMinge. Find me on Facebook. That's the TheGingerMinge official Facebook fan page, whatever it's called. Um, Yeah, just find me at your local club mm-hmm. at your local homosexual drinking establishment and christopher where can i find you <laughs> craigslist <laughs> christian mingle uh it's cj russell on facebook mm-hmm. farmers me um the, the c the c underscore j on uh instagram. instagram yeah there we go thank you ig is the kids color yeah, ig and uh lucas, you for the grand. lucas haven on snapchat yeah. All right. That was his wrestling. Was wrestling he was a professional wrestler, too. I can see. Mm. 
ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know when we're going to be back, but eventually we will be back for another episode of Dragons and New Spandex. And if we stay formed to function, it'll probably be Ginger again. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a change.org petition to change the name of the show from Dragons and New Spandex to the Gingerman's Flame On Podcast. <laughs> All right. See you later, everyone. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Oh, this isn't the RuPaul podcast, my bad. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. Flame On was created by Brian Pittard and is engineered by Pat O'Rourke. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programs, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. Follow us at Flame On Podcast on Twitter and Flame On Show on Facebook, Tumblr, and all your favorite gay hookup apps. If it's gay and geeky, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.